Looking for your next holiday? Maybe a long weekend with your mates? Or really need to get to the next game? Then it's time to What If It. What If has great deals on accommodation, flights, car hire and more. Plus, because they're the official travel partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, you can head to whatif.com.au forward slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15 to save 15% on selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Brent Chapel, Steve Maven and Darren Brown. <laughs> Chaps is red hot here, so I've, my phone was running hot there for a while. But Could you catch him? Well, only if I got a bit of a start. <laughs> it's great for rugby league, but more importantly, it's great for the mighty Rabbitohs. Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Grant Chapel, joined by two former Rabbitohs. Darren Brown, Steve Maven. What's doing, boys? Hello, chaps. Hello, Brownie. Yeah, g'day, boys. How are we all? Happy Father's Day. Yeah, happy Father's Day to you all. Um, obviously, Brownies, kids, Tyler, Jaden, Charlie, and Maven. Happy Father's Day to you and your two girls, mate. Demi and Jasmine. I'm sure they're all proud of both of you boys. Same to you, chaps. Happy Father's Day. And it's... Yeah. Dakota, Samara, and Havana. Havana. There you go. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Happy so Father's you know, Day yeah. to everyone. They made me pancakes this morning and uh, a cup of coffee, and yeah, it was all good. Nice. Yeah, well, I've got, got, uh, got a uh, present, uh, the, the, the old... Oh, they're the smugglers, so Yeah. You'll probably see a, a post going on social media with me wearing these uh, uh, around the place, so make in sure you have a look at that. You'll be in the what? backyard, tanning up. Really? Like and comment. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yep. You might have to break into the Botany Aquatic Centre there, Brownie. Have a dip your nose. Yeah. Run across the park. Yeah. In news, off the top of the bat, we hit our 1,000 subscriber target on our YouTube channel. So congratulations, boys. And thank you to everyone out there that helped us out. We can now start our community page and go live so that our channel will only get better and better. Rabbitohs TV. So yeah, I put a post out there late Saturday afternoon. we were, were a couple short, and we really wanted to try and achieve that uh, before we hit the finals. And that was a goal of ours uh, throughout the year. And um, a credit to everyone out there that got on board and and helped us get to that goal of one thousand subscribers. Now we can move forward and bring you guys all the great content. It's all about connecting the Rabbitohs community um, with you know interviews all the press conferences and um, a lot of articles that Mavo writes as well. So thank you to all your supporters out there. Yeah, Fanatical Fan Friday and Sato's Say, all of the recaps come up there, the entire podcast that we do for the Rabbitohs Podcast Network, Jumps on Rabbitohs TV. There's plenty of content coming your way. We also had an exclusive interview last week. If you hadn't had a chance, please jump on and and watch that one on Hosty. He's a great guy. Uh, He's very well-spoken and... He's quite an intelligent rugby league mind, mate. I thought he had a he brained him last night. We'll get to that one later on. Anyway, the Joe... And just before we move on from that, at the moment, a lot of our stuff's on Zoom, as you know. And well, I shot a video yesterday when I was at the Botany Bay and it was a big pink stingray. So you're going to get a bit of different content. And once this COVID drama is over, we'll start giving you footage from at training, filming the press conferences, talking to the players at training, and also on the ground at the footy, 
So there's a whole lot of the content, exclusive content that we're going to provide you on Rabbitohs TV. And another popular segment, Mavo, Street Talk. Street we only, did, we only did a couple, yes. but they went gangbusters. So there's going to be plenty more of that coming when we can get out and about on the streets. 100%. Like the first one we did, you know, we had the, the Huntsman turn up and we had the great Ruggo turn up and some of our mates just lobbed and it couldn't have been any better and we enjoyed it. And we just thought, how good is this, you know? So, and chaps, you're made for that too. You're the man of the people, you know? So yeah, we'll, get it we'll get it going eventually, but... Yeah. And maybe I just let the fans out there know and the viewers about a competition that we're going to be running over the next couple of weeks. Okay, so rabbitosradio.com.au, our website. We're trying to pump that up too now, just to give us a wider spread across the Rabbitohs community and across the globe. So we ask you to subscribe to that website via email. There's a link on the homepage. And we're going to run a competition. If you subscribe to our website, then we'll get you on Sato Say for a chat. So you can win that prize. And in the process, we get more subscribers. And you can come on Sato Say and we'll interview you on the show. And with the great man himself, arguably one of the greatest players to wear the mighty red and green, John Sutton. What a legend he is. Well, oh, legend, mate. You, you get to interview Sato yourself on Sato. So, how about that? Yeah. How many? Not how many people can say that? Well, not many people can say they've played three hundred and thirty-six first grade games for the Rabbitohs. Nobody can. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, what's on the show, chaps? All right, we recapped that win over the Dragons last night. The baby bunny spine was on fire. Um, a fantastic performance by our boys. Twenty points to sixteen up there at Sunshine Coast Stadium. And our guests this week are our fathers. But in Father's Day, so we did a couple of interviews during the week. You'll hear from Reg Chapel, Les Brown, Dick Maven. And our remembering a rabbito this week is the legendary Harry Wells. We also preview this massive week one of the finals series game against the Panthers. We only played them a couple of weeks ago. And I reckon we're going to turn that result around uh, come next Saturday night, boys. Really looking forward to it. Big show. Let's get into it. So let's recap the win, chaps. You were at work, but you managed to take some of it in. Me and Brownie were sitting at home watching it. I think it was a, a great performance. It was an impressive performance from a side, really, that was missing all of our stars. And the ones that were there, they played pretty good as well. Campbell Graham, I thought, was exceptional. And the forwards did their job. They defended well. I think it was 20-0 for a while there. And, and then the, the Dragons come back in. Now, congrats to Lockie Elias. We've had him on the show. He scored a try on debut, so I was so happy for him. And Jan from the wellbeing team sent for a photo of the banner at their place. They dropped a care package off to the family. And I thought Lockie was good. He was solid in defence. Uh, Brownie, what, what were your thoughts there? Mate, uh, once again, I totally agree with you, Mavo. I thought uh, young Lockie looked very comfortable out there in, in his debut and he handled it with ease. He didn't look out of place once. Um, you know, he came up with a, a great try on, on debut. Uh, he, nearly, he nearly got a second uh, with mm -hmm. that chip and chase. And, um, you know, I, I thought he defended really well. He had a hand in another try. So, you know, an all-round solid performance from young Lockie. And, you know, he handled uh, that debut quite easily. He took that, you know, that next step, especially considering they haven't played for so many weeks. He just went out there and he looked very comfortable. And, uh, look, I, I thought the whole spine performed extremely well they were heavily involved in everything we did you know they were kicking they were running they were tackling scoring tries try assists it was just a great performance and um, the most important thing 
Uh, they played a controlled game, but they they chanced their hand as well. You know, when when the opportunity mm. arose, they they you know they took the risk, similar to what Lockie did uh, with that chip and chase. You know, not many players mm. making their debut would have the confidence to do that, but. Um, you know, I thought it was a great performance. It was very exciting to watch, and I just hope it puts, um, you know, the fans at ease with, uh, you know, these young kids coming through, knowing that they can handle the jump up when the opportunity comes. Yeah, boys, I, I thought it was one of the best performances I've ever seen from a South Sydney side. You know, in my lifetime, I've never seen us rest 12 players, sit out 12 players that would have been in the 17, and turn around and completely dominate a contest for 70 minutes. We led 20 nil. Um, that, 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 Every, all the little effort areas were right there. The kick, chase, the kick, pressure, getting off the ground, uh, working from marker. It was outstanding. Like, I mean, probably they didn't get that, get those set plays on that the regular first graders do, but they did have a couple of opportunities they did have, but they nailed one for that fourth try, Tane Mill. And I'm not going back to Lachlan Elias. I thought it was an outstanding debut, mate. Um, that little catch and pass he did on the left-hand side in the first half, that was yep. classy. How silky result, was it? It didn't didn't result in a try. I think um, there was in, in the second half he, he he dug into the line and created the space at the back for Taff. Um, and and one thing about Ilias which impressed me, he had a couple of hit-ups. He's a bit of a unit. He's a thick little thing. Yeah. Yes. And, and and that's what you want from your half to just every now and again have a crack, have a hit-up, run between a couple of defenders, and, and see yes. what happens. Um, I think at one stage he went to hooker because because Pete copped that dog shot from. Um, um, Maguire. Maguire, which he done twice, which anyway, that's another story. But and just I wrote a quote down here because I watched the Channel 9 coverage because I flicked over to Fox and the other game was still on. So I just went back to the South stuff and nine and stuck with nine. Don't usually do it, but I got a quote out of it and I've got something about it a bit later that I'll talk about. But it's been a great debut by Lachlan Elias, Billy Slater. None other than, than Billy Slater said that. So it was good. And like you said, they all took it on. So young Pete and Taffy, they're not afraid to take the line on. And Pete did that a few times. Geez, he's impressive, boys. 50 tackles, and he didn't look out of place out of there. Now, there's not much of him, but, geez, he's got a motor. Yeah. And some of those big boys, he was just manhandling them down. So, yeah. 50 tackles in 60 minutes, boys. What does he do? Does he notch up 65, 70 tackles? He's out there for 80 minutes. Yeah, 33 and I was impressed with him as well. I, I thought he was probably one of our best players on the field, in particular the first half. I think he was the standout in the first half. Well, like maybe he's just... a dummy half. He's a, he's a clever looking fella. He, he's sort of scheming and probing. And sometimes he jumped out of the right hand side, went in behind the ruck, and threw a 20 minute bullet pass to a forward. Yeah. Stuff, stuff like that. That, that. He'd done that so easily, Brent. Yeah, played play very similar to Damien Cook. He's always, uh, always on the edge and he's always looking to run and, and get out of dummy half. and and, um, you know, set up his forwards, you know, taking the, the pressure off them. And, you know, I thought it was a, a great debut. And all the talk was about the spine. But I want to give the uh, the older, more experienced players a rap as well, guys. I thought Nico, um, outstanding in his captain debut. Benji Marshall, Jaden Seward, Junior Zatola. They all led the way for these young kids to, to get on the back of them. And, um, you know... I, Two players that I thought were really good, Campbell Graham and Braden Burns, boys. I, I thought their carries were really strong and mm. their defence was outstanding. Their one-on-one defence, I think they came up with um, seven one-on-one tackles between them. So that's very important, boys, especially when you're defending out there on the edges. Then one-on-one mm. tackles have got to be made. And that they was a, a big stat uh, for them guys last night. 
A big rap with the coaching staff, mate. Like, I mean, both edges. You look over on that left-hand side. Burns and Host combine really well together defensively and in attack. And you go on the other side, Campbell Graham and Jaden Sewer. Outstanding yeah. performances from both of them. Uh, you got to tip your cap to the coaching staff to be able to just put in different combinations and just to be – and not have it attacked all night. They were, they were attacked all night and never really looked like breaching. There was a couple late in that game in that final 10 minutes where the boys are probably running out of their, running out of legs. I think there was a couple of cramps from these young guys. I think Taffy had to get stitches in that last 15 minutes of the game. I think it was in his knee. Um, the old it, saying, chaps, the, the score was was no indication of the game, really, because no, well, the Dragons... We, we bombed a couple out. of tries, didn't we? Like, Braden Burns sort of threw that speculator pass back to Ilias. And if, if he comes inside, we might score on the next play, I think. Jackson, Jackson Paula. And Paulo dropped one over the line, a little bit, bit of a, yeah. I suppose, complacency. I think he thought he was going to score a bit easier, and he, he's dropped it. Yeah. Uh, Blake Taff, I mean... I want to give him a rap, mate. He hasn't played a, a game in a long time in a very tough position. It's probably his first time he's made an error in first grade from, from memory. I think he, he had one drop ball and he got spotted off by a big unit. Maybe if he has that time again, he goes low on um, oh, wow. the, big, the big winger. But let, let, let's, what about his try assist? How silky was that try assist for the fourth try? Yep. His effort, his effort, his effort when the bomb goes up, he, he, his foot speed's incredible to get to the ball on the full. I don't think only one of them... One ball bounced on the full, which um, I think that was Tane Milne's ball. It was a bit of an unlucky bounce. It came back to us. We didn't cost mm. us in the end. And I thought his little his little repeat set, little grubber into the end goal, trickled it in the end goal for Benji, a little bit of eyes up footy there. Um, his effort on the – I thought that was a sensational play by the, the Dragons, the out-in, out ball to Sloan. Yep. And Taffy – Taffy had a tough angle to get to, got to him, and he almost prevented the try. I think there's a bobble there. It could have went either way. If it goes upstairs, there's no try. Didn't they? they can't give that one. Yeah. So that's the little effort areas from Taff that you're going to get uh, week in, week out. I reckon that would be a play um, that you might see over the final series on our, on the final series on our side of the ball. Out in balls to Taff around the middle of the field. I, re- I reckon yeah. that's going to be a play that him and Cody will be working on for sure. I thought he was good, chaps. He did a lot of good things in the game. Like you said, bringing that ball back. And it's just unfortunate that he dropped that ball and then missed the, the big rig down the sideline. Like you said, he should have went low. But So there may be a question mark. I think we're, we're probably better off just going with him now for the final series and he'll get the job done for us. It'll be better for the run. And, yeah, you mentioned Braden Burns. Burns, he ran for the most metres. He had a good game, but I felt a bit sorry for him. He was away and he got run down by that young fella and... Like you said, he just didn't get a real good pass away, but he had a good game. So, yeah. yeah. Well, just from a team's uh, perspective, I thought we played with high energy, like you just mentioned, chaps. You, you mentioned that word energy. and Our ball control was excellent, 91%. We only came up with a couple of errors throughout the whole game, and, and I thought we defended strongly um, for 68 minutes of the game. Obviously, the last 12 minutes, the Dragons put on a couple of late tries, but like you said, chaps, uh, probably a little bit of you know, wear and tear, tiredness, and obviously, you know, the the youth of the squad um, have got to learn to play for that full 80 minutes. And I just think it really sets us up for a, a big finals campaign, boys, even though a lot of the players weren't there. It's going to be a real positive week at training after that win. Them young kids are going to oh. get, take a lot out of that that game. Yeah, and, um, huge for the club all around. Um, like, I mean, congratulations to the entire coaching staff up there. Um, all the staff, all the back staff, um, all the supporters, the players. This is the greatest season in 113 years of the South Sydney Rugby League Club. 
Not that we've never seen a season like this. Yeah. We've and scored it, the most tries, the most goals, the most points, the most wins. This is this, yeah. Wayne Bennett has never coached a team with this many wins. Yeah. yeah. And it showed that we got the depth well, there. So that's off to the club all around, man. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of those players there, or most of them, just show that if someone goes down during the final series, you can plug and play them in and they'll be ready to go. So it was great. Paddy Mago, boys. What, like, you know, yeah. what, a, what a game Paddy had. Yeah. Even Davey. What, what, didn't Davey play well? He's really aggressive and he was getting a couple of a bit chirpy there at the end on, on a couple of plays. Mm. Mate, give him an off season with the, with the big boys and another oh. off season. And mate, he, he probably will be in our 17 by, by the mate. time of all kicked in round one. He's an animal. Well, I had my eye on him and he did not look out of place out there. He's 18 years old and he was putting shots on. He did 28 tackles. And he didn't get much chance for the ball, but he, I think he ran for 70 or 80 metres. So, bloody hell, we're in good hands with some of the depth we've got in the club. They had a bloke like Tao Tao Mona in his club. Too. Congratulations, Tao Tao. Um, mm. He's hardly played. I think he's only played two or three games all year. There was an incident, was an incident last night where... Um, a Rabbitohs player got put on report. It was David Moali, but it was actually Tatao Moga. It was too, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're joking, really? Yeah, they got the wrong player. I saw that, yeah. Wow. Okay, and then, yeah, so like I said, it was good to see our youngsters in there. All three of the baby spine were involved in that try on the left, which was so satisfying. Pete ended dummy half. And then Lockie threw a beautiful ball. And I think, I think um, Benji was in there too, but then it was Taffy that... No, I, don't, I don't think I don't think Benji was involved. I don't think Benji was involved at all. It was sort of like Pete Hosty. Oh, it might have been Hosty. Yeah, Hosty, yeah, yeah, um, Lockie, Taffy, yeah. and then on to Milne. And like you just said, mate, it was just pretty to watch, um, especially with them young kids all being involved in that play down our Luther left, so they speak. Yeah, yeah. And you know, a lot of the uh, regular players weren't there, and yeah, it was just. Pretty to watch, and like I, I mentioned it before, I just hope the fans are excited uh, that you know our club's in great hands with these young kids coming through. Yeah, there's been a bit of a case put forward for Trent Robinson to be coach of the year and Craig Bellamy, and, and then they might be half decent cases. But I've only got to go back to two weeks ago where, where we give it to the Roosters. Like, I don't know how, how coach of the year can concede fifty something points to arch rivals who are a ten man, who are a man short for ten minutes. So. Mate, I want to give a, put the case forward to the master coach Wayne Bennett. Now he's used he's used the entire thirty man squad this year. It's not like he's had the perfect season where we've had no injuries, we've had injuries and suspensions right the way through it. And doesn't matter who he's put in there, they've been able to get the job done like the bloke who's just come out. So I want to mm-hmm. give a big rap to them. To twenty wins, the most wins by a Wayne Bennett coach side. Uh, in his history. Now, this bloke's been around coaching the game for 30 years, seven premierships. Man, I'm going to put his case forward for Coach of the Year, Wayne Bennett. Mm. Oh, you're his man, chaps. Yeah, there you go. You are. And we, we made him smile on the press conference during the week, chaps, too. And I asked him about Renault and he said, ah, oh, if he was a horse, you'd spell him. And he just <laughs> he says, oh, the, if, if he's out, the goat's ready, the goat will take over. And oh, actually on Channel 9 too, just on the goat. And we spoke to him on the show as well. And he, he's, they said, what's this goat? They're all calling you the goat. He goes, oh, look, it was one of the fans started it last year. And he said, they're having a, really having a dig at me. I'm obviously not the goat. But he said, and it's sort of stuck. And so, yeah, he, he was. He is he, in our eyes. You know, who that, you know who that fan was, don't you? Who was it? Our man, Brendan Taliski. He started it. There you go. <laughs> so, shout out to you, Brendan. You're a legend. Shout out to you, Brendo. Yeah, mate. Happy yeah. Father's Day to you, Brendo, and all the fathers out there yeah. listening to the podcast or watching on Rabbitohs TV. But yeah, no, congratulations to Wayne Bennett and his boys. It was, a, it was another fantastic year. And just a shout out to the Dragon supporters. 
my mate Paul Ragone, he's a dragon. And I said, I texted him, I think it was half time. I said, mate, that must have been hard to watch. They were terrible. They were just awful until they got it going at the end. And then right at the end, when Corey Norman dropped the ball, when they had the chance to win, like that just sort of summed up their season. It was, you know, they've merged. So Paul O'Riggers, his team's merged. He's off them. And I said to him, mate, yeah, that, that would have been tough. So shout out to you, Dragon supporters. There's always next year. Yeah, just just on that, Mavo. Look, as much as we were, we were. I thought we were really good. The Dragons were. They were poor, and they were never in the game. I mean, they scored a couple of late tries to to get back in the game, and they were probably in a position to win the game. But I don't think that was a real show of, of how the game really panned out. I think we were just in total control, and they were dead set. That unorganised, uh, it was like watching an A-grade. They've got a lot to work on this mob arm um, in the off-season. Mm. Um, the week before, think, they look really good, chaps, because their, their spine, a young spine like we had, yeah. they've got, they got some real class they got some good talent, yeah. But you know, yeah. they hadn't, what was it? They hadn't won a game since that barbecue gate scandal. They've yeah. not won a game. So that was a big turning point in their season, so I'm mm. sure they'll sit back and look and think, I think, as a team, we made the wrong decision that day. We should have just stuck to the lockdown protocols and all that sort of stuff. And it really derailed their season. Yeah. Now, the, one of the questions I posed to Wayne the other day, is this the best 30-man squad um, you've had since you've been at the Rabbitohs? He kind of sat back and thought, oh, well, we didn't have Sam. And, and he ended up agreeing with me. And in the post-match press conference, one of the other um, journalists alluded to it, and, and he totally agreed, mate. This is the best 30-man squad we've put out there. Yeah. And, and Jason Dimitri was spruiking about it before a ball had been kicked before the Mudgee game. He said, mate, this is 28 of our 30 players that got first-grade experience, and it's shown in the first 25 rounds of the competition. Now it's time to take that very next step and go right on with it, make the grand yep. final, and go right on with this. What he did say, chaps, is, well, look, this squad hasn't got Sam Burgess, GI, or John Sutton. So it is still debatable because, yes, that's one of the it is the greatest season, but when you like to have those three in your... <laughs> In your finals campaign going forward, yeah, I think they, I think they make the thirty-man squad, no doubt about it. But I don't think that thirty-man squad was anywhere near as good as the one we got now when uh, they were here in two thousand eighteen. I'm not. Who am I to argue of you and Wayne? So, and just be, well, before we move on, so yes, Corey Norman dropped the ball, and I'll share it on the episode webpage. I zoomed in on a young kid in the crowd, and he just threw his arms up with a big rabbit on him, and we all did it collectively that we'd won the game, and we're going into the finals, and we're going to preview that big. Finals week one clash later in the show. Let's move on to Rabbitohs news. Brought to you by the juniors group of clubs. The Rabbitohs home away from home. The place to play while the bunnies are away. And chaps, you got some news there on some youngsters at the club. Yeah, well, the Pathways um, just announced a few signings and we won't um, talk about every one of them. There was, there was Jesus probably 18 or 19 kids signed up to all the different grades, including Harold Matz, SG Ball and Jersey Flegg. Um, but we, we might speak about a couple of fathers that we know. Their kids have been um, signed up with the Rabbit and they've come from other clubs too. So Emmanuel Candy Darkus, we've worked with his father, Peter. Um, Emmanuel comes from a, a great family. He's a winger, centre, fullback. And he's, he's come from, I think it's Campbell Townsend Greggs. School out there, very successful rugby league nursery. Hmm. And I spoke to his father in the last couple of days and he said, yeah, Emmanuel's so excited to come to the Rabbitohs this year. He played with the North Sydney Bears last year as a first-year um, SG ball player. And, and Brownie and maybe I know Pete, he's a very tall bloke and, I, and his son's very similar vein. He's a, he's a big unit. Once he develops, 
And he said he's just been working so hard on his game, and particularly his goal kicking. He's a bit of a goal kicking um, sort of winger fullback. So and he, he's extremely excited about coming to the club. The other one is Zane Ruggles. We've sort of known about this for a few weeks. We wanted to wait for the club to announce it, but he's a huge signing. You know, this kid's extremely aggressive. He's got all the skills in the world. He's just come back from a couple of growth plate injuries with his knees, but he's getting back to full fitness, and he's a, he's a guy to really look out in the future. Right. Great pedigree, uh, the Ruggles. His oh, dad, yeah. Troy, was one tough player. Great oh, yeah. player himself. Uh, great man. Big supporter of the show as well. So, uh, shout out to you, Rugger. I'm really looking forward to watching uh, Zane go. His other boy actually signed with Newcastle. So, he's got him out of the Roosters. He's seen the light. They're both at the Roosters. He's got him out. One's gone to Newcastle. One's come to the Rabbitohs. I mean, I don't think they're too happy the way the Roosters treated him. So, uh um, it was a bit, it's a big win. I think the Roosters were looking forward to Zane Ruggles coming through, but it's not to be. We're, we're, their loss is our gain. And um, young Kobe, I watched his trial this year. Played the West Tigers up there at Campbelltown Stadium in a trial match, and he looked he looked the goods. But just with all those um, injuries in the hooker position, he never got a run. He got overlooked, and um, I, I don't think he was treated uh, fairly by the Roosters. And again. Uh, they're going to lose that bloke, and um, Newcastle—that's Newcastle's game. He's a—he's a great young player himself. Well, what it does say for them young kids uh, watching, especially the the young kids getting the opportunity last night. You know, if you're going to come through the system at the Rabbitohs, you're going to put your head down, ass up, train hard. You're going to get an opportunity here, um, and that's what we're all about: bringing them young kids come through the pathways, and they're doing an amazing job. Joe O'Callaghan, um, young uh, JD. And Hello. Ben Hornby and next year, you know, John Morris at the club. You know, the, the, the club's in great hands. Well, I wrote an article about our 2019 players. So it was Jackson, Blake, Taffy and Pete. They'd all come through that victorious 2019 Jersey flag side and into the first grade squad. Now, that's because of the pathway set up we've got now headed by Joe O'Callaghan. Where in previous years, as we all know, those kids could have went anywhere, and they did. And we quite often lost them. And I actually was talking to you about it during the week, Brownie, about um, we're talking about um, the, the the big fella that's playing for Jordan Maylata and how I said to him, how did he start go from a 20s player and to, to get over to Philadelphia? And then some of the t- players in that team and some of the blokes in your mascot team had played against him, Brownie. And they were all gone to different clubs. Yeah. Whereas, you know, and that's back in the day, whereas now it's, things have changed. Well, that, that's right, Mavo. Um, uh, there, there was a system brought in um, many years ago. It was called the Inner City Cup because there wasn't enough quality teams in your own junior league. Um, they, they formed a competition with five different junior leagues. And Jordan Mailata, Jordan Mailata, he played at the Bankstown Bulls. He was a Canterbury junior. And, yeah, we played against him there. And, unfortunately, it does happen, Mavo. You know, you can't keep them all. And it's uh, it's... You know, you've got to have the ability to identify the right ones. And there's a couple of that have been let go that have gone on to other clubs and, you know, are playing starring roles. One yeah. being Rima Smith, who mm-hmm. I actually had a lot to do with. Sifa Talakai is another one. But, yeah, look, it's um, it's just one of them things that, you know, they're, they're looking for opportunities and, and they go to different clubs and, and they blossom uh, at, at them clubs. But, yeah, it's it's a... The trick is to have the ability to keep the right ones. 
And I'm going to write a story about that because we we're talking about it and they were undefeated for 13 years. If that's not a story for rabbitosradio.com.au, I don't know what is because yeah. they played against Jordan Maillard and it just ties in. I'm going to do a story on Jordan Maillard too when I get the time to do it because he has gone from South Sydney to South Philly. And what a story, chaps. We spruiked it on oh. uh, Saturday say the other day. And what a, what a success story to be the, the starting left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles, that proud city. And what a story how they won the, their first Super Bowl. And now they've got this massive kid. And I liked it when we asked Sato about him. And he said, I didn't have much to do with him. But I seen him in the coming down the stairs at the train, at training. He says, I think I'll get Sam Burgess and say, coming up, look at this bloke. Look how big he is. Yeah, he's got. Well, I spoke. I spoke. I spoke to my young bloke about him, and he called him the gentle, the gentle giant. He called him. So you know, he um, he was big back then. He was always the biggest player on the field. You know, one of the hardest to tackle. But yeah, a gentle giant. They named him. Yeah, I and mean, it's like I think you said he got down from 160 kilos to 140 to a, a nice playing weight. But you know, and it just made me think of that. Like not a lot of people that aren't NFL heads know about the story about the left tackle and what he does. And that was popularized by the Michael Orr story in The Blind Side. And obviously, and obviously he was, if you, anyone who watched that movie, he was a general giant as well. You know, I think the, the, the movie was quite accurate. And so, yeah, quarterback, what it is, chaps, as you know, just for people that don't know, the, the quarterback, the right-handed quarterback drops back, right? He's looking up the field. He can't see behind him. And that left tackle has got to, he's got to protect that blind side of the pass rushers coming in to cream him, and they all want to do that. So just so you know. Chaps, um, it's a great achievement for Jordan. And, um, you know, it's, well, it's such a such a big role that he's going to play. What's his pay What's his pay going to be like? What's he going to get be, paid, this kid? Look, it'll be around the – it'll start about $16 million. The highest paid guy over there is about $23 million per season at the moment. That's that's Trent, Trent Williams at um, – at our San Francisco 49ers. But look, put it this way. Jared Hain, he made it. There's a 53-man roster. He would have been ranked 53 on the roster. He'd be the last bloke you pick, right? If you go down to Jordan Maylada, he'd be in the top 10 blokes you have to have in your squad. Wow. No Aussie's ever come close to what he's achieved. No yeah. no Aussie. May he's never gone, ever happen again either. And he's gone from $1.2 million salary to it could be upwards of 10, 20 million a year, chaps, or something like that. Oh, not, not a problem, mate. The average salary is 18 for that position. There you go. Well, I'm going to make yeah, it a goal. I'm going to try and get him on the show. I know a couple of people that played with him Yes. Uh, in the ranks uh, through the South Sydney system. Uh, let, let's try and get him on the show. And- I met his manager. I watched I watched a game with his manager one day at Redfern Oval. Sat there with him and had a good chat to him. And mm. I, I think I, I might have told the story on the show before. I said, what are you going to do with this bloke? He's yeah. too big for this game because he can only do 10 minutes and then... Yep. He said, oh, we might look at Rugby Union, um, you know, in the lineouts, because you know, he'd be pretty good in the lineouts and that type of stuff and blah, blah, blah. And in the end, he, he took him overseas and it was it was the correct decision in the end. So we'll move on. We're talking about the finals, okay? So there's one position left. It's going to be the Titans or the Sharks, depending on results today. And they will play the crumbling evil empire. I think that's going to be... The- <laughs> The game before ours. So we're the, the, all the games are set for different times. We're playing Saturday against the Panthers, like I said. And we're going to we're going to preview that game a bit later. Now, I just watched at the end of the footy last night. They're talking about Tommy Turbo and Rowan Sims was talking about him. And while she was talking, they were showing the try. That try, that Tommy Turbo beat nine blokes and scored on his way to a hat trick. What a player! It's like Tommy Turbo versus the rest of the comp at the moment. <laughs> but anyway, Rowan was saying, "Oh, I think." 
all the um, Tommy's teammates around him and making him look good. And when Freddie couldn't have that, he said, hang on a minute. Did you see that try? <laughs> Just make nine blokes on his own. No one his teammates. So that was quite a funny moment. But uh, yeah, well, wasn't, wasn't that poor tackling? But wasn't that poor tackling? But boys, he went up and basically they had him, let him go. He went up and hit another bloke. They let him go as well. And he'd spun around again and but and then dragged three blokes over the line. I know you said it's poor tackling, uh, chaps, but he he's making them look bad. Well, you know, it's it's probably a great attempt for uh, just a normal player. But what what a what form this bloke is in. He's, yeah. he's untouchable. And we might have a collision course with him somewhere through this final series. So stay tuned for that one. But and just on Rwan, she's a great commentator. I'm not having a go. Yeah, just I was just it was just a funny moment on the show. They do a quite quite a good show, Channel Nine. I never usually watch it, but Danica goes all right. And you know, they've got a guy called Freddie on there and, and little Sterlo. He's not too bad either. So Well um, he, he won't have Sterlo for much longer. No, he's he's packing it in, isn't he? He's, yeah. Well, he's been around long enough. He's probably done it all. What what more could he do? So there could be a job there for one of the Rabbitohs radio team. It might become a threesome to a twosome. Someone might get the Channel 9 job. Chaps, you're the favourite. Oh, yeah. I think so. Not with my Barry Booth, mate. I think you're the favourite. <laughs> yeah. $10,000 grin, mate. Oh, well, mate. And I've got to wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's present the three interviews with our dads. It's Father's Day. And first one's Reggie Chapel. Then it's going to be Les Brown and Dick Maven. So just have a listen and watch this. Okay, Red Chapel. Welcome to Rabbitohs TV and Rabbitohs Radio. Well, thank you. Now, where are you from and what was it like growing up there? I was from uh, Bankstown uh, suburb. And um, I grew up all my... Um, um, up till... When I was, well, after 25, I suppose, um, over there, and till I moved. But um, my uh, father, Dad, uh, he um, always told me about the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and um, he said it'd be good for you to, to follow the, the Rabbitohs, which I did. And he must have followed him since the very beginning because mm. he was born in 1899, Yeah, from memory. Mm. Um, so, look, just a few years in here, this is Red Chapel's my father. He was born in Bankstown in 1933, and believe it or not, he became a, a South Sydney supporter, and he was lucky enough to sort of see that 50s side come about. Is that some of your earliest memories, those late 40s, early oh, 50s? Oh, it was. It was Darwin's. Unbelievable! They um, they they won uh, out of four out of five. I think it was four out of five. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And um, they had the only reason they didn't win the fourth one was their top players were out overseas. That was the one uh, West beat them, I think. Yeah, mm, yeah West beat them. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Um, but Clive so- Churchill. Now he came down from Newcastle. Do you have any memories of Clive before he sort of hit the big time? I followed him from the the late the late forties, and um, he was just a champion player. Um, he was one of the first fullbacks that uh, used to run the ball, and uh, they uh, even they was only a little bloke. He he used to play unbelievable. 
that they thought they'd uh, knock him down easily, but they didn't. He was just an unbelievable player. He could beat anybody and uh, at the time. Do you have any memories of actually going to Redfern Oval in the 50s? What, what was Redfern Oval like in the 1950s? Oh, it was big. It was crowded. They had big, big sides and they had a big following. Um, they were all, they're all the, the, the grounds are always packed out. And um, it was all post Second World War, everything was up and running. Oh, yeah, yeah. And did you play football yourself? Yes, I played for Bankstown United. Um, then we uh, got in uh, uh, two grand finals and we won the two of them. And uh, there it is, right there. I was always a uh, I was a five-eight in the team, and I was always a five-eight. Yep, little five-eight, A-grade yeah. premiers, um, premiers, and minor premiers in 1959 and 1960. So yeah. that's what the, the count says there from the New South Wales Rugby League. I remember scoring two tries in the grand final. Um, in that was the second one. What's the second one there? 59 and 60, it was. 60, yeah. In 1960, yeah. Now, Dad's memory's not, not the best, but we'll, we'll try and get through this. He's battling through it. But um, now, uh, well, we made the 65 grand final in front of 78,000 people, a record at the time against the Dragons. Oh, yeah. That was the end of their, um, coming towards the end of their reign, and our, our side was just starting to build. Oh, two years later, we won it in 67. I was lucky enough to be at that particular game where they closed the gates and everything, uh, Sydney Cricket Ground. 65, yeah. And and, um, we don't know how many people was in there, but there was plenty. Well, there was a lot of people snuck in, didn't they? They were standing on the top of the roofs of the grandstands, and um, they were sitting around the ground, inside the ground. Well, they must have been the two most popular teams of the era. Back they then. were. And South had sort of had a bit of a lean period from 55 through to then, and they were just starting to... They were just on the way they, up. They were just starting to come back. Yeah, they yeah, were. And, and had a little little down down year in 66, um, from memory, some of the stuff I've read, and by then we just uh, started to build, and one comps in 67, 68, were beaten controversially in 69, one in 70... And one there in '71. Yeah, the the Tigers beat us in '69. '69, and uh, which was, as Grant said, controversial. Well, they, they exploited they, the rule to to. They, they they kept laying down on the ground. They just outplayed us, I suppose. Uh, yeah. Well, that's oh. Odds on favourite to win it, South, and it wasn't mm. a boo. That, that's the way it they goes. Were. Now, you're still a, a member of the Rabbitohs up until this day? Oh, certainly. Mm. And, I mean, barring coronavirus, you, you go to all the home games? Uh, we go to all the home games. and it's, The the virus has uh, put us out this year, uh, unfortunately, because I uh, love going to the games and watching them at our local ground. And... Uh, well, they all went to Queensland, didn't they? 
and looks like um, we won't be able to see them uh, out there anyway because it'll be up in Queensland Grand Final. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the way it goes, mate. We'll, 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 it still counts as number 22, whether it's up there or down well, here. Well, that's right. Anyway, yeah. happy Father's Day and thanks for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio. Oh, thank you. Hey everyone, Darren Brown, and I'm here for a special Father's Day edition of Rabbitohs TV, and I'm here with my dad, Les Brown. Welcome to Rabbitohs TV. G'day to everybody out there. Uh, we're recording before Father's Day, but I'll wish you a happy Father's Day for Sunday, and to all the dads out there, a happy Father's Day. Now, I just want to find out a little bit about your career. You've been a lifelong South Sydney supporter. How did that come about? Well, I was born in Redfern. Lived in the same house for 60 years, the stone throw from Redfern Oval. And that was a great Buckingham Street? Great Buckingham Street. And, uh, I mean, you're very close to Redfern Oval, like you just said. Did you get the opportunity to go down and watch them great teams of, you know, the early through the 60s uh, train and play? Was always down there watching them train, kicking the ball back for them when they kicked the ball. But they, uh, yeah, was always down there. Uh, did you ever get the, the chance to witness uh, a lot of them, you know, great teams play as well? Oh, yeah, watch them all the time. Who, Especially who, Riff and Oval. Who, who were some of your favourite players back in the day and in the modern era as well? Well, the favourite players back then, when, when I was about 17, 18, was uh, Georgie Piggins, Kevin Longbottom, both South Juniors. Is that Lummy we're talking about? Yeah, then? yeah, Lummy, yep. They were both South Juniors. They come through the ranks. Played a lot of first grade. George Pickens, he was one tough, tough player, wasn't he? Legend. He got South back into the comp. Everyone knows George. And, and what about in the, the modern era? Some of the players that you've liked to watch over the, the more recent years? Oh, well, you've got great players. You've got Greg Inglis. And no better than Zan Burgess. And what about in today's game? Who's one of your favourites? Uh, it's got to be Cameron Murray. Watched him play since he was about five years old. He was always going to play first grade. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be a South captain in the near future. Uh, you said you've watched him for many, many years. He was, and similar to myself, he played with the mascot club. And uh, my youngest boy, Tyler, was fortunate enough to play in that team. And... He was always destined to be a good player, Cameron, wasn't he? Always a good player. Great tackler. Great runner with the ball. Uh, very nice kid too to go with it. Yeah, great family. And we're just going to touch on your career as a player. You came through the, the South Sydney junior system like they all did back in the day. And uh, you played, you know, Jersey flag. And tell us a little bit about your, your career as a player coming through the system. Yeah, well, I... I played in the winning Jersey flag side. Then I had the opportunity to captain the, the winning 68 President's Cup side and played a lot of th a lot of third grade and a couple of second grade games in the old days. Uh, we'll, we'll take you back to uh, the sports ground. What year was it when you broke your leg? Uh, it was uh, 1967. And that was playing third grade then, wasn't it? Third grade. We had a good side. We had Paul Sape was lock, Ivan Jones was half. I played 5'8", and we had Ray Brannigan, two Australian players, playing third grade. 
And I notice uh, there's a program that we'll post on our website. Uh, Kevin Roberts was on the wing. He was the captain. He was the captain of the side. The captain. And that was the former referee, uh, former referee viewers, uh, Kevin Roberts, one of the greats. Now, um, you're unfortunate to break your leg. Well, what happened uh, after you broke your leg? Well, I broke my leg in third grade, uh, had the year off. Then I went back and played the very following year, played President's Cup. Broke my leg again. And where was that at? Where, where was that at? I broke my leg at the sports ground the first time. The second time I broke my leg at the Sydney Cricket Ground in front of the 68 World Cup. Yeah, so, yeah. That, that must have great, been a great experience, but not so much when you are getting carried off on a stretcher. And there was a lot of people there. Yeah. Over 60,000, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and Well, fast forward... To after your career, I mean, you, you finished playing up here, but then you went and captain coached in the bush? Yep. I went down and played with Kuma, the Kuma Stallions, for one year. Great experience. Great people down there. And come back and uh, finish my career playing with the South Juniors. And who was that with? With the Zetland A-grade side. Zetland A-grade side. And you win a competition there? Uh, they won the A grade, yeah. I kept, uh, I was coach of the C grade. We won the C grade comp there. What about some of the players coming through in that C grade when you were coach? Yeah, well, I think uh, the C grade, there was a lot of good players, but it was very hard to get a game in first grade in them days with, yeah. uh, with the side they had. But they all battled through and played a lot of third grade, a lot of second grade. Like we mentioned at the start of the show, you're a lifelong supporter and uh, still till today. Uh, 2014, what a year, and, and what a great day that was. What, what are your memories of that day of the grand final? Grand final was there with my family. We all sat in the corner where uh, GI scored that try. When he done the goanna. He done the goanna. Yeah. And then, then after the game, they done the lap of honour, and Sam Bird just come over and spoke to us. His face was smashed. And we had, had, had his uh, had his medal around his neck. Yep. The, the, the Clive Churchill. Yep. And we spoke to Johnny Sutton, and we spoke to Lottie to Terry. They both they both come over too. Yeah. What a great time it was, uh, 2014. Like my dad just said, sitting in that corner, uh, as we spoke about on the show many times, right there where Greg Inglis pretty much sealed the game. The game was gone by then, but uh, that just put the icing on the cake. And and what a game it was. And what a time it was for the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs as a club, supporters, players, staff, just everyone involved. We've waited so long um, to, to uh, you know, feel that grand final feeling and and um, hopefully we can get to do it again this year for, yeah. 2000, for our 22nd Premiership yeah. in 2021. What are, your, what are your thoughts and our chances on uh, this winner <clears throat> this year? Well, we've got a great side. We've lost one of our gun players, but I still think we've got the players there that can do the job. Yeah, uh, this is recorded uh, before the St George game um, this week, and we've got a, a bunch of young kids playing, and one particular kid making his debut. You haven't probably seen him play, but Lachlan Nilius, and he's tipped to take over the halfback role uh, when Adam Reynolds vacates this year. So it's going to be exciting times to watch them go around. Yeah, I know what it's like coming through the juniors. Getting your opportunity, and you've got to take your opportunity. Take it with two hands. Yeah, that's the way. And you listen to the Rabbitohs Radio podcast? I do, yep. And I recommend everybody out there should join. 
and listen to it. Great, great interviews, great players, great people. And thank you for joining us on Father's Day edition of Rabbitohs TV. Thank you, Les Brown. Thank you. Cheers. Okay, it's Father's Day tomorrow. Happy Father's Day for tomorrow, Dad. Thank you. Thank you. It's Richard Robert Maven. That's it. Okay, so your middle name's Robert, but it's actually Roberts. Yep. That's your mum's maiden name. Yep. And were the Roberts traced? Can they be traced back to the first fleet? That's it. Yes, I believe. Yep. Okay. And all right, we'll start with where are you from, and what was it like growing up there? Well, I was born in uh, Stanmore, in a private hospital at Stanmore. Yep. And uh, I think my mother and father were resident at Burwood at the time. And, uh, yeah, that's where I was born. I've been back to see the building, but uh, it's, it's, it was run down when I got back there. But uh, yep. And the family lived in New Zealand for a while. You went over there. Yeah, I went to New Zealand. My father got a job there at um, Radio Corporation over there in uh, Wellington. Yeah, right. And we resided there for uh, 10 years. Radio Corporation. And we're yeah. on Rabbitohs Radio here. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> was he in, involved in the radio at all? Or? No, no. He was a cabinet maker. He made... Uh, Radiograms, and people, older people remember what they were. Radiograms. Radio, no, I don't. <laughs> so what is a radiogram? Well, it's a, it's a wooden structure with a radio on one side and a record player on the other side. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the, a large piece of furniture. So my father, being a cabinet maker at the time, was, uh, was engaged in doing that. I used to get in trouble for breaking the needle on the record player all the yeah, time. Yeah, didn't yeah, I? yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, how did you start supporting the bunnies? When did I start so Yeah, when? Oh, I don't know. When I was... Uh, when I got married was 1959. I got married and I... Um, we moved to Rosebury, I suppose it was then, because Rosebury had been in the South Sydney district. Yep. Um, followed them then. So yep. you moved to Rosebury, that was... Uh, we got a, flat at, got a flat at Rosebury. Yep. And then we bought this house here in Botany. Yep. And that's when I joined the Botany uh, Juniors. I was on the committee there. Oh, yeah, yeah. A few years. With the great Henry Morris. With Henry Morris, serving under Henry, I was. And, um, the Botany Battler. The Botany Battler, yeah. And uh, we, um, we were instrumental in joining uh, Botany RSL with Botany Juniors yep. to make Botany United. Yeah, so. right. So that was back in the late 60s when you, you moved to the area. Well, I moved in 1959, yeah. Oh, 59? Yeah. To Rosebury. Yeah. And then here in 68. Yeah. What, that 67. Was 67 yeah. when mum was pregnant with me. Yeah. I was born in 68. Okay, so what are your favourite memories of the South Sydney Rabbitohs? Oh, gee, a lot of memories. So I've been watching them for all that time. And um, I've got some terrific memories, but um, I'm still dirty on the 1969 grand final. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> all right, we'll get to that. So I've just got a list here. First one, you always... You've told me about it was this the 65 grand final the record crowd what do you what was that like oh that? yeah i was there that day yeah against st george yeah. we got rolled but yeah. yeah that was the end of their yeah, uh, i think um run i think um eric sims dropped the ball over the line or something if i remember correctly i'm not really sure on that but uh yeah okay but uh what, they were sitting on the roof and uh, yeah yeah and we're speaking to dick maven here for rabbitohs radio rabbitohs tv brought to you by the juniors group of clubs and yeah, Reggie Chappell is getting interviewed as well, and so is Les Brown. And I think Reggie Chappell was at that game as well. So, oh, yeah. and you were at the I didn't see him. No, <laughs> and you're at the the famous um, game where the Queen Elizabeth 
the second was there at the yeah, SCG. Yeah, it was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you saw the Queen. Yeah, Bobby Grant picked the ball up from the back of the scrum and raced around un, untouched, put it underneath the posts. Yeah, great Bobby Grant, South halfback. So that's a good memory. Okay, so then the 69 grand final, you're at that one too. The which one? 69. 69 grand final. Tell us your memories of that one. Oh, well, I try not to, I try to forget a lot of the stuff. <laughs> but um, oh, it just seemed like everything was going against us. The referee, all the, all the rulings, everything just went against us. It just seems like there was some conspiracy there. Yeah. But, um, and they laid down too, didn't they? Is that, does that well, every, every time South got the ball, it was the first year of the four-tackle rule. Yeah. <clears throat> every every time um, uh, South got the ball, all the, all the um, opposition were all laid down on the ground. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the one stage there, there wasn't enough Zambucks to go to tend them. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think you said in the second half they kicked off, and Terry Parker was one of them. Just laid down straight away. Just laid straight down. Just lay down. Yeah, because back then, if they was, if you were down, they had to stop play. And yeah. South were red hot favourites, yeah, and that well, was they, the way they boost. Yeah, well, they changed the rule after that. They changed the rule at. Uh, it had to be something really wrong with you to yeah. stop the game. So they should have. Yeah. Okay, so we'll move Another on. Another thing yeah. about that, I, I'm, I'm straight in front of me, I'm almost certain that Paul Sate scored a try. Yep. And the referee, just, I think it was Keith Page, wasn't it, just said, no try. No try. So I'm, I'm sure he put it on the line. Anyway. There you go. So the great Paul Sate scored. We should have won that one. We were robbed. We should be on number 22, and we'll get to that a, bit, a little bit later. Uh, so I remember you used to take me and my brother Greg to watch South at Redfern. What are your memories of those days? Oh, yeah. yeah. Used to go up there, meet, the, meet a few people, and uh, sort of a, make a day of it sort of thing. And um, used to run around like a bloody mad thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and um, you know, used to, be, used to have some interest in the game. Yep. But, um, yeah, that's just... A, Good memories, good yep. memories days, yeah. And you and mum, me mum Viv has passed away now, you used to come and watch me at Red Firm when I was playing for the Bunnies, and I think you had season tickets there? Uh, well, you used to go and sit in the stand? We used to sit in the stand, but I'm about yeah. to, I don't remember having a season ticket. Yeah, okay. Just, <clears throat> what are your memories of watching me from the grandstands at Red Firm, Havel? Oh, I seen you get in a brawl one day with um, what, the front row of St George, what's his name? Uh, Not Craig Young. Craig Young, yeah. Oh, there you Get go. Punch up with Craig Young. Big Albert. And your mother's yelling out, Stephen, stop it. Stop. <laughs> I don't even remember that. That's a good one. <laughs> there you go. The things you hear on this on this uh, video. And tell us about the day Terry Parker was walking around the Leagues Club selling memberships. Oh, yeah. He came along and said to me, do you want a um, um, perpetual membership? I said, yeah. He said, so I said, how much? Is it? Oh, I think he said 100 bucks. I was going to give him 100 bucks. And he'd come back later and give me the uh, membership. Yeah, so but, it, but it all collapsed when they, uh, when they was taken over by uh, the moguls. Yeah, so you're a life member of the club, but it's not there anymore. No, so. it's not there anymore, no. Yeah, but you are actually a member of the football club, and you've yeah, been yeah, there a member yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you still do that, even though you yeah. don't go to the games these days. You're yeah. a, you pay, I think, a three-game membership, which is just one of those membership options. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Okay. Now, it's closed at the moment, but we just mentioned the juniors group of clubs. And you love going up there. They sponsor the show. And you've been training at the juniors for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of the furniture up there now. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I go up there for th at least three classes a week, so yeah, sometimes yeah. four. Yeah. And you used to train there every day. And I used to train up there years ago the great Paul Flappers Foley and we'd <laughs> go up there with the SG ball. And I remember his saying was, this is good for me, feeling no pain. <laughs> yeah. That was one of his sayings, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, no pain. Yeah. Okay. And 
Tell us about the day you nearly died up there. Oh, what? You nearly died at the club. Oh, that was... Um, oh, I don't know if I nearly died. I went in the steam room and I got pains in the chest. Yeah. But and uh, Steve McDermott, he was there. And he said, oh, I think you better go to the hospital. So he took me up there. But it turned out it was just... I just needed a couple of stents. Yeah, so you'd had a heart attack. And no, well, it wasn't actually a heart attack. It was a couple of blockages in... in um, so veins, I suppose you call them. Well, but, uh, well, here's what the doctor said when we got to the hospital. He said, the bad news is your dad's had a heart attack. He's got a blocked artery and a partially blocked artery. The good news is that Steve McDermott got you to the hospital within half an hour. Yeah. And he told me that you were saying, look, I'm sweet. I'll just go home. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, if you're watching this, this is that was how long ago? Like, 90, How old were you then? Oh, I forget. 63, I think you were. This is 20 I years forget. ago. I forget. We probably do want to forget about that. But anyway, some good memories of the club. We used to go up there for dinner nearly every week as a family. Yeah, up the dining yeah, room. Yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. Su- Sunday nights. Yeah, Sunday nights. And, you know, it's still there's still a lot of dining options up there. They've got four restaurants. So uh, once they get back open, go up and support the club. And you'll be back doing your exercise class. And you love the steam room there too, don't you? Yeah. You're a big steam room advocate, I'm, aren't you? I'm, addic- I'm addicted to it. <laughs> I'm addicted. Well, they reckon that saunas and steam room, if you spend time in there, it's good for your well, circulation. Well, you get all the latest goss. You get that too. And then the latest jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steam room's quite functional. <laughs> yeah, that's good for your health too and, you know, but it is, it is great. You come out of there, you feel a million dollars, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. million dollars. So you watch every game each week on Fox. What are yep. your thoughts What are your thoughts on the 2021 Rabbitohs? Oh, they're, they're very good. They're very good, yeah. Yep. They, they've got some terrific players there. Mm. But um, the game they've got the, today, I don't know what's going to happen there. I've got a lot of players that I haven't even seen before. Yeah, yeah. So, the Dragons game, the 7.30 tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, they're, they're giving a few of the young blokes a run because they're, you know... Giving a rest of the... Giving yeah. the rest of the starters. Yeah. And then it's been confirmed now with the Panthers winning the Storm win that we're going to take on the Panthers in finals week one. That's going to be a big one. That's going to be a big one. Yeah, but we can go all the way, I think, if they put it together on the day. Yeah, my word. I think so. Yeah, and um, I really do think that the uh, the Panthers side are worried a bit. Hmm. about us because yeah. uh, you know we've played them a couple of times this year they've beaten us yeah but um that's not the ones that count it's the ones that count the one that counts in two weeks time <laughs> we just got to catch those cleary bombs those yeah yeah, yeah. that's a worry <laughs> but yeah. anyway maybe you'll have an ingrown toenail or something let's uh, let's hope <laughs> all right happy father's day dad thanks right for on. joining us on rabbitohs radio right rabbitohs tv thanks. and up the mighty rabbitohs cheers everybody all right so there you go boys the last one there, Dickie Maven. Well, I did like it when he said that I was having a fight with Craig Young. I didn't remember that. And mum said, get off him, Stephen. <laughs> that was good. And uh, chaps, I, I liked it when uh, Reggie, you know, he's, he's not in the best of health, Reggie, and he did well. But when he still remembered he scored the two tries in the GF. Yeah, he, he loves that story, doesn't he? Um, yeah, no, well, he was uh, obviously run his slight play. He's not the biggest bloke, but um, played A-grade right until he was 30s. I think he ended up playing over in Bondi United at the end because um, he grew up in Bankstown and all that. And he used to catch the used to catch the Bondi tram down to, uh, sorry, all the way to Bondi Beach to have a body surf, you know, during the 50s and all that sort of stuff. And fell in love with the ocean. So that's why we moved over this way. Ended up uh, settling there at South Coogee um, in, in the late 70s. But yeah, no, he's a, he's a great man. Uh, love, loves his sport, loves his kids. Just on Malabar Road, chaps. I remember that house. I rang him today and I rang him, rang mum and I said, oh, where's dad? He goes, oh, he's watching the tennis. What else would he be doing? <laughs> he just, he's just mad for sport, mate. Baseball, he loves watching that. Well, the apple doesn't, fall, apple doesn't fall far from the tree. 
Chaps does it. <laughs> but more importantly, Chaps, he, he loves his Rabbitohs. Oh, he does. Not only, not only does he attend or when, when uh, you know, when you could go to the games, he's at all the games and all the lower grade games as well at Redfern Oval. You always see him around. Yeah, so, yeah he loves, you know, loves, loves going on the pathways, mate. Loves it. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Redfern, Brownie, I liked it when your old man said he lived in Redfern for 60 years. Who can say that? Redfern royalty. Oh, Les Brown. And he, he could play too back in the day if it wasn't for that uh, injury he sustained. And yeah, well, that, that's uh, by all reports. Uh, I didn't, I mean, I, I watched him when I was very young, but I, I haven't got great memories of it. But, um, you know, many people tell me that he had a lot of ability and the injuries definitely cut him short uh, of going on to have a, you know, a bigger career than what he had. And uh, he came through, you know, that them late 60s at the club and, you know, a great era for the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs. And he got to, you know, play with some of the greats in, in terms of Paul Sate and, you know, Gary Stevens and Kevin Roberts. So, yeah, proud Redfern boy. We all are. And, um, yeah, happy Father's Day to my dad, Les, who, like all dads, uh, stuck through, you know, through thick and thin, good times, bad times, and that's a credit to him. And we're very fortunate that we've still got our dads with us. There's a lot of people out there and uh, that, you know, are celebrating Father's Days without their dads. Mm. And, you know, happy Father's Day to everyone out there and to the players themselves that are up there in the bubble can't see their dads. We're very fortunate that we can see our dads. Mavo, uh, you're, you live with your dad. I live with my dad. Um, chaps, your dad's around the corner. And, um, yeah, we're very fortunate. But to all the, you know, the, the people out there that haven't got their fathers around, happy Father's Day to you guys. Well said, Randy. And we're lucky that, yeah, like I said, we've got him. And just another thing, when you said Paul Sate, my old man remembers in the 69 grand final, he's sure that Paul Sate got the ball down. He was right there in the crowd and we could have won that game. We should have won that game. We should be on competition 22. So, yeah, we love your dads. Um, and if you're watching this and you haven't called your dad or got on a video call, or go and give him a hug, whatever you can do. Like I said, Brownie, we appreciate your dads. Happy Father's Day to everyone. Rabbitohs Radio is brought to you by the Juniors Group of Clubs. And they've just started an online raffle. It was hosted by Maroon Brownie and we got involved. We didn't win, but he gave us a rap. He, we sent him a message on the text line and he gave a rap to Rabbitohs TV. So that might be another reason we got over the line because the people that were watching that on their Facebook got involved and went, oh, what's this Rabbitohs TV? There's some good content. And he said, what did he say? Uh, they were pretty biased. but said we're biased, but that's why we love them. So and we yeah, love you, <laughs> Yeah, oh, that, look, that was a great concept. I know a lot of the uh, clubs are struggling at the moment, and that's one area, you know, they can interact with their their members um, and obviously generate some much needed funds towards the club. And it was a great concept. Uh, we all got involved. I brought some tickets, like you said, Mavo. We didn't win, mm. but there were a lot of people on there that we knew that did win. Troy Mailing was one of them. Yeah, uh, Sarah yeah. Thomas, Yvette Rutherford. So. Yeah, no, it was a great concept and I'll be on it again next week. Make sure you jump onto the Juniors website, buy some tickets. I think it's on a Thursday night, was it, Mava? Thursdays at 6.30 and we'll share a link on the episode webpage. And look, I went up East Guns the other day and there's so many businesses that are shut and they're hammered and there's no way you can help them, right? But the Juniors is a, a great Australian business. They support us and this is a way, this is the only way they're going to generate any revenue yeah. is to buy some a few raffle tickets is an easy thing to do. And there's some great prizes. You can win a $250 voucher for a $5 ticket. 
yeah. all these different places. Big W, the BWS one. The BWS ones will be popular at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and a shout out to Maroon, a big supporter of uh, our show. Legend. You know, does a, a lot of our ads and, you know, he's always given us a rap wherever he can, given us a mention, whether it be on Chip, Triple M, you know, on the, uh, on the website the other night. Yeah, just a tremendous fella. And another Redfern boy, great Buckingham. I grew up with him, so... Yeah, yeah that's he's you, a legend, man. man. I think he's the best personality on radio, in my opinion. I, yeah. I, you know, I don't care what anyone else thinks, but Triple M are that lucky to have that bloke, and I hope they look after Maroon. Payne always coming your way, Maroon. He's a bit like you, chaps. He's a man of the people. That's why people can relate to him when he calls. And I think he's as good as anyone. Rabbits, you give us, give us some all, right? You know, Ray Hadley. He's as good as anyone. And funny man. And, and he's helped us so much because he's like the fourth wheel, the fourth beetle, or whatever you say. Because he <laughs> he, he gives, does our what if intros at the start. He's been doing stuff for us since day one. And he's a, all our regular listeners would know that that he he loves us. He helps us, and we love him right back. And happy Father's Day to you. He's and he's a grandfather too now. The great Anthony Maroon. When two people come in to tackle him, he says, he's been caught by the Malachi Crunch. <laughs> yeah, see? Who doesn't love that? Malachi from work, too. Shout out to you, brother. Um, and now, our other sponsors, Mova. The second one is we got... Thank you to our other sponsors that have stuck by us. It is COVID, but NG Farrell Real Estate, I think they're going okay. They're getting record prices, and they've got some great agents there. So thanks to Glenn and the team there and all their agents. And, they're, and they're, they're, The market's unbelievable. Uh, in terms mm. of if you're thinking of selling, I know that's why Adam Reynolds has put his property up, up for auction uh, at this time because the market's so strong, um, you know, and, you know, he's looking forward to getting a, a good price for his home before he goes to uh, the Broncos. Won't hold that against you, Renault. But NG Farrell will get the best price for you. And they've got a great Just- portfolio for rental properties too. If you, if you want to come out, move out of an LGA area of concern, you know, and area over here in Ramwick City Council, which we don't have any concerns. Give them a call there. I'm sure they've got plenty of rental properties um, to, to see you through. And we did mention it before, but the MILF was on fire last night. And even oh, though was, you know, they, we think we're getting the, the, the rough end of the deal, we might be all right. Oh, let me tell you, I've always, as soon as they announced that signing, I said, yes, oh, I know what he can bring to the table, the MILF. Brownie called it early, mate. Maybe I was a bit against it, but I think, I think, Brownie was all over that one. I don't think I was, chaps. From the very start, I said, I heard people bagging him online. And I, I actually said, look, this bloke's played 180 first grade games. How many have you played? And he yeah. scored 70 tries in first grade. And he's super talented. All his skills were on display last night. The long yeah. ball, the short ball, digging into the line, the chip and chase, the kicking game. He was outstanding last night. That's what he brings. He, he, he just, just needs he got a the bit three of points. He would have got the three daily end points last night. Not a problem. Chaps, I actually had a look at his stat. I didn't watch the game. He ran for like 230 metres for five, a five eight. Eight. <laughs> or for a halfback, whatever it was this year yeah. played. But good. Um, yeah, they that's... put up they put they put up a stat on, on last night. He's actually had more try assists and more forced dropouts than Adam Reynolds this year. I can believe it. There you go. There you go. Stop it. Don't I'm getting excited for next year now, but he's no Adam Reynolds. He's, he's no Adam Reynolds. He ain't got the kicking game of Adam Reynolds, I'll tell you that right now. Nobody is, but the future still looks bright in the mighty red and green. And the last sponsor is our man, Ian McLucas from Export Freight Systems, supporting Aussie manufacturers, another great Aussie business that supports us. And there he is there. He's, you can't see it quite well. He's got the globe. He's got a red and green globe as his logo. That's how much he loves it. You might be able to see it better on my one, man. Yeah, there you go. Clear, his yeah. logo's red and green. His heart's red and green. He bleeds red and green. 
Ian McLucas from Export Freight System. So if you can just try and work out some way to support him, we'd love you for it. And I know he would too. And just Ian tell McLucas from Page and Morris, um, yep. just, just up the road from my joint, producing great football players, including Shannon Donato, Paul Mellor and the likes, Brett yep. Mailings of the world. Yep. Um, he, he's a great man, mate. He grew up playing for the mighty mascot Jets. And like I said, if, if you can hit him up, tell him Rabbitohs Radio sent you. Chaps, we'll move on to Remembering a Rabbitoh, brought to you by Export Freight Systems, with thanks to South Club historian Brad Ryder. Who we got this week, Chaps? Harold James Wells. Now, he was born Harry Wills, but there's a bit of a story to that. Um, when he first got to the Rabbitohs, the coach there couldn't couldn't pronounce Wills, just called him Wells. He couldn't believe someone would be called Wills. <laughs> when he first got up to the Rabbitohs in 1951 in the offseason, yeah. the recruitment manager just couldn't pronounce it. So he just kept calling him Wells. And in the end, he played his entire rugby league career as Harry Wells, not Harry Wills, who he was born as. But um, anyway, he was born on the 8th of May, 1932 in Wollongong, New South Wales. Now, he is Rabbitoh player number 404, boys. Came to Sydney from Wollongong to join the South Sydney Rabbitohs in 1951, playing six first-grade games, including the 42 points to 14 grand final win over the Manly Warringah Seagulls, playing on the wing that day. He didn't score a try in that GF, surprisingly, but the other winger, legendary South Sydney player Johnny Graves, scored four tries that day. Out of the eight tries on, on the day. Now, Johnny was a gun, but this is the start of one of the more famous rugby league careers of all time, Harry Wells, boys. Yep. So Johnny, Johnny might have been playing on the lethal left. Yeah. I think he was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, true, true. But but like you said, chaps, he, he only played six first grade games for South, but one of them was a grand final win. So that's that's uh, amazing, isn't it? A fair resume. And then you're going to talk about it in a minute, but he moved on and he is a rugby league legend. Well, before um, try assist stats were out, but I'm sure I reckon Clive Churchill would have had six try assists that day. I'll, do, I'll just toss that one out there, boys. <laughs> now, he returned to Wollong- after that's a year, he returned to Wollongong and played three seasons there down in the Wollongong district. Now, in 1956, he'd come up to play for a club they dubbed the Millionaires. Now, for Western Suburb Magpies, he played 86 first-grade games, scoring 33 tries. Now, in 58, they'll dub the millionaires and they brought up all the stars. You know, Arthur Summons, Dick Poole, the legendary Rabbitohs winger, Ian Moyer. So right. they're trying to, a bit like the Roosters have done the last 20 years, just, just trying to buy a GF from anywhere. <laughs> yeah, they, they were called the millionaires then, but then in later times, they were like the battlers, the Fibros. The Fibros, yeah. Mainly were the silver tails. So, yeah, it's funny. And Arthur Summons on the Proven Summons trophy. I think that was a famous grand final. I think it must have been Wes and the Drag and the Dragons. And mm. big, big Norm Proben is Holt is hugging in the mud. In the mud. So yeah, that's just another little tie in there. Now he captained Wes in the 1958 grand final loss to St. George, where they were beaten 20 to 9, boys. Now this bloke was a rep player through and through. Played 35 games for New South Wales, scoring six tries. Played 21 tests for Australia, 13 tries. Wow. For the 1952 Kangaroo Tour as well. 
Now, from, he also played four games for New South Wales Country, scoring a try. New South Wales City game, uh, three games and two tries. And this is all between 52 and 61, boys. It's funny how he played three games for City. So it's like, like before this is before Origin, where players would play for wherever they were living, all that. But, you know, he's from Wollongong. He's been playing for City. But, you know, that's the, it's all changed now. So it's City Origin, Country Origin. Even though that's sort of gone now too, isn't it? That, that didn't get played. It's not getting played at all now, is it either? So, no. anyway. And, and also, so you mentioned he played for the Kangaroos and he formed a famous centre partnership with the Prince of Centres, Reg Gasnia. And they played in 12 tests together. And I was just talking to my old man this morning, Dick, and he said, they used to pick Harry Wells to do Reg Gasnia's tackling <laughs> out wide. So... Yeah, he was a tough defender. I think he said that Harry Wells played in the second row as well as out in the centre. So he was a versatile bloke and champion player. Well, similar to what Tugger and, and Bundy, they had a, they struck up a bit of a deal when, when they were playing and it's been well publicised and, um, you know, spoken about that Tugger would do Bundy's thinking and Bundy had to do Tugger's fighting. Tugger was one of them tricky little halfbacks that he always got himself into trouble, but yep. he always had these great fighters behind him <laughs> in Les Davidson. Yep. Um, yeah, Bundy, Bundy loves a stink and, and Tugger loves a chirp. No, no doubt about that. So you're doing Bundy thinking now at, uh, on the waterfront, chaps. You're, you're his boss. You're his uh, team leader. Well, he's doing my crane driving. I'm doing his thinking. That's it. You just tell him where to put them boxes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably not a bad analogy there, Brownie. Now, he, after, in 1966, he ended up playing for the Goulburn Workers, right? So he went and did a bit of country rugby league. And you, you love a player who goes back and puts into the country, boys. He mm. also played for the Young Cherry Pickers. And in 1972, he went up and played a couple of years up there at Port Macquarie, and he retired at age 40. So this bloke played the game for, what, nearly 30 years of age. Just, uh, yeah, well, just speaking years. of that, chaps, uh, my, you, you would have heard uh, on, on my dad's interview... Um, after he finished his short career in uh, with the Rabbitohs, we went down to Cooma, and he played with the Cooma Stallions down there in, in the the group uh, group competition down there, and met some many great friends. Um, that's where I learned about the farm lifestyle. Love the country lifestyle, and yeah, it's just like you said, great to give back to the uh, country rugby league. Yeah, players still do it to this day, don't they? You know, um, young yeah. Luke Brennigan. He's gone out and played in all the country towns. Um, yeah. He's out there now, doing a bit of coaching and playing at A grade out there now. So. Yeah, they captain coach, don't they? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And they try and look them out, look after them with jobs and all that. But yeah, shout out to you, Lukey. He's a good fella. Now, he won a number of awards, boys. He was really, truly one of the great rugby league players of all time. He's played in 2000. He was awarded Australian Sports Medal for his contribution for Australia's international standing in rugby league. I mean, that's a prestigious award there. In 2001, Centenary Medal for Services to Sport, even higher honour again. And in 2004, September 2004, he was named in the centres in the Magpies Team of the Century. Um, you know, a very old, famous club, the Maggies. Who 2007. Who else would be in that? Well, I know one bloke would be in that team. Tommy, terrific, surely, wouldn't he? Oh, well. Let's say had a yeah. good halfback, another good halfback. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dallas Donnelly. Yes. Les Boyd, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, yeah Les Boyd is a gun. I tell you, another one, Keithy Holman. He might have been in that side. Yeah. Yappy, they used to call him. 
There you go. Not a few good periods. Don't worry about that, the Maggies. Mm. Oh, Kelly. Now, in 2007, he was inducted into the Australian Rugby League Hall of Fame. Also that year selected by a panel of experts into the team of the 50s. And in February 2008, he was named in Australia's 100 greatest ever rugby league players from 1908 to 2007 and celebrating the game's centenary year. That's an honour, boys. Great achievement. That is big. Top 100 in 100 years. So a lot of players to pick from, and he made that. So, yeah, he must have been some sort of footballer, old Larry Wells. Yep, and in... 21st of July 2011, he was named at centre in Illawarra's Rugby League Team of the Century. 2016, he was inducted as an athlete member in the Australian Sports Hall of Fame. There, you know, that's that's a, that's another massive yeah. honour there for him and his family, mate. And yeah. um, to this day, well, I couldn't find a lot of information on what he's up to today, boys. I'm not sure about you, but um, he might be. He might have settled up there in Port Macquarie. Who knows? Mm. And that's the last one was a good one, chaps. The Australian Sport Hall of Fame. So that's not just rugby league. No, that's no, that's the yeah. So that's a, that's a huge honour and another good one, boys. Yeah, you know, like I said he only played six games for South, so that means he qualified as one of our remembering a rabbit But not only that, Blake was a rugby league and sporting legend in his country. Like you said, mate, only a very short career at the Rabbitohs. A grand final. Uh, appearance, um, not many can say that, six games and you played in a grand final and mm. I, I'd say he would have left a great impression on the club. And, you know, like that was, we we beat Manly in the grand final and we're the two outsiders apparently to make this GF, but who knows? You never know. Anyone on their day and there might be a Rabbitohs, Silvertail, Manly GF coming up, let's hope anyway. Now, speaking of the finals, boys, let's uh, let's preview... This week's game. Yep. Finals week one. We play the Panthers at 7.30 p.m. The odds are pretty skinny. They're $1.25 to boot us. And we're three Played in Townsville, boys, I, I believe. Is that right? Yeah. I'm sure it'll be uh, played up there in Townsville. Okay. So we're $3.90. They're $1.25. And I didn't see the game, but they, they put the eels away. Put 40 on him, but Brownie, you said the Eels were in the game for a while there. Yeah, once again, I, I look, the score was no indication of the game. The Eels really were competitive in that first half. They, you know, played high energy footy and, you know, they really took it to the Panthers. And that's what we did when we played them a couple of weeks ago. We took it to the Panthers, showed them no respect, played our style of footy, and, you know, we were the better side for the 30 minutes. The only reason why we got beat was because we didn't compete for the full 80 minutes. And that's what you got to do against these quality sides. You've got to go for 80 minutes, boys. And uh, especially this week, uh, finals week one, um, I'm confident that we'll go out there and we'll put in a big performance and we'll come away with a win on the weekend. You're right, Brownie. That was a, a tough tussle in that first half. And you got to remember, the Eels rested half a dozen players. I mean, they did. didn't play Mitchell Moses, yeah. Dylan Brown. They rested a few back rowers. Um, these, these guys are unheard of. What, some, some of these got a, a former Rabbitoh who I would have liked to keep this bloke for an Australian schoolboy. Corey Rodwell made his debut and he looked tough as nails. Yeah. 
he's still a big unit. Uh, Another mascot junior, boys. Mascot junior coming off the back fence. Really good contact with his defence. They they brought out some front row I've never heard of. Uh, Maka Katoa. He looked like a gun as well. Maka Katoa. They just come up with a couple of errors. Ray Stone's a gun, isn't he? Brown, there we go. Don't he play above his weight? Oh, what? He's a hell man, mate. Speaking Um, of Kai Rodwell, and we just mentioned Kuma, that young kid's from down there at Bombala. So he comes all the way, or he hails from all the way down there at Bombala. The Rabbitohs signed him. They they take a they take a trip down to the snow with the junior yeah. bunnies, and they actually play their group side down there, and that's where they picked up young Kyra Rodwell. Yeah, yeah, he just doesn't matter. I used to see him in Matraville all the time. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a goer, mate. And and yeah. rugby league history was made that night. Um, you probably I don't know if he's missed it in the call, but it's the first time rugby league history two players with the first name Hayes played in the same team and passed the ball to each other at one stage. <laughs> wow. wow. And just before Hayes Perriman and Hayes Dunster. Oh, who are they again? Sorry, chaps. Hayes Perriman and Hayes Dunster. Wow. And just by Rodwell. So when I wrote that article about the four boys from the Jersey flag, and Ben Rogers was part of that because we had him on the show in 2019 and we asked him about some of these players. And he's the one who's told us that Jackson Polo will be a rock star and find his way under a wing for the next 10 years. This is before he debuted, I think. And yes, sure enough, he's on a wing now. And another bloke that he said is a gun is Kai Rubble from memory. And there you go. He was a big part of that Jersey flag winning team. Don't worry about that. He was a yeah. huge part of it. Um, he just come up with a couple of injuries and I don't know whether I'll... Whether or not South had moved on from him, new recruitment. Big lump of the kid, isn't he? Got a bit of height, good build. Big on shoulders, him. big shoulders yeah. on him. Yeah. yeah. He, he came up with a couple of big shots, and and in the end, Penrith had to cough the ball up. But you're right, Brownie. I mean, you got to play the full 80 against Penrith, there's no doubt about it. And the other thing you missed out there, you've got to defuse all his bombs and his kicks. You've got to be perfect with kick defense, which yeah. is something we have not been at all in the last couple of years against ah. the Panthers. Oh, Look, I'll throw this out. If we def- if if we're perfect with our um, kick defusals on the week on next weekend, I don't think we could be simple as that. Yeah. Well, we've got to put pressure on him, don't we? We've got to really got to concentrate on shutting down Nathan Cleary, which is easier said than done because he's obviously putting those bombs up that are you're seeing stars trying to catch them. So that's that's a worry. But if we can, like you said, if we can control that part of the game, let's prevent. We want revenge. They've given it to us. They put fifty on us and they beat us again. And we really need to come out and do everything right. We can win the game. We know we can. The way everyone's going. It's the first week of the finals. If we win, we get the week off. We go straight into the prelim final, one game away from the grand final. So is no, there maybe, a big game? One, one injury out of the game, boys. Looks like we won't be facing um, our former teammate, former Wolfie there, um, young Sorensen. Okay. He, he hurt himself. And I spoke to his brother and I said, he doesn't doesn't look good for the next couple of weeks. He might be Wouldn't he break his thumb, chaps? To me, it looked like he, he did an injury to his thumb. It was something like that, yeah. yeah uh, something like that, some sort of wrist injury or thumb injury, but he's out yeah. for a couple of weeks. So he's been doing a good job too. You know, like, it has. Looks like he's put the hard work in. Uh, they'll have to find a replacement for him on the bench. And Benji limped off last night. I, I think I heard a report say that he was okay. A little bit concerning though, our superstar, super sub. And he, we'll have to just check on that. What we'll do is what we've been doing the last few weeks because it's a big week. We'll do a team list Tuesday if we can. Um, this on Tuesday. our YouTube channel. On our YouTube channel. We'll see it. Rabbitohs TV. And then on Sato's say, we'll preview the Panthers clash later in the week. 
Let's move on now. The top four points. Just, just on that, just on, sorry, before you go, Mova, yep. uh, Team Moose Tuesday, it's going to be very interesting uh, with selections as well because there are a couple of spots there up for grabs, which way he goes about it. But yeah, uh, we're all very confident that Taffy will get the number one uh, job. And What about the, the right, still... right, right wing position, Brownie? Do you, do you think um, Jackson... Has got that cemented, or, or, do, you, or do you like um, Tane Milne? I mean, they both had errors at last night at different stages. Uh, they both played right wing this year. I think Jackson's probably got the runs on the board the last few weeks, but um, wasn't his happiest night last night. Well, no, it wasn't. He, he came up with a couple of you know errors, uh, and one there where he, he probably, like you said, chaps, he thought he was going to score that try quite easily, and. Uh, he just bobbled it right at the last minute. But, yeah, I, I think Jackson will get the nod. Uh, the week before, he, he was outstanding. Um, I just think he's got a little bit more speed and agility and under the high ball. He, you know, he's bringing the ball back really well at the moment. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Jackson uh, on that right wing. And I suppose um, whoever starts edge back rowers too, there might be a little, little bit of to and fro in there. We've got a couple yeah. of names to toss up. Um, Hosty, you've got Sua, Keon, 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 back. back. Yeah. So which way they go with that, um, you can't go wrong. Either. All three of them are in fantastic form. Jeez, geez, Keon's going to be in good nick having a couple of weeks off this oh. time of the year. Special, Special, K, Special K, mate. He's ready. He's had a couple of weeks off. And, yeah, he, he was in some list. I think they did it on NRL.com, the five biggest improvers this year or something. And we all knew what he could do, but, yes, just on team selection, I think we're going to be at full strength, bar maybe Latrell Mitchell and Liam Knight. They're the only two that will be. I'm at Cello too. I think it's unavailable. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, mate, it's not a bad list to choose from. Uh, yeah. Journey. Yep. So the top four podcast boys, they put on a good show. That's our sister show or brother show, whatever you want to call it. They talked about the Roosters, John Sutton and Slats Brownie. Yeah, great man. They were, they were honouring all the great back rowers from the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs. And, geez, there's been some good ones come through the club. None better than, you know, the likes of Bob McCarthy, Ron Coote, who they all mentioned, Gary Stevens. Darren Brown. And more in the modern era, you know, Sam Burgess, the great man, John Sutton, who all the boys mentioned John Sutton. And we're very fortunate that we, you know, we've got access to John Every Thursday with Sutto's Say. And if you haven't had a look at that show, make sure you tune in every Thursday to listen uh, to Sutto's Say. But more importantly, yeah, the great man, Troy Slattery. What an underrated back rower he was. Could have played 5-8, or he did play 5-8 in many games. Came through the club in them, you know, tough times where they didn't get many wins. Had a great career over in the UK. Big supporter of the club. Great man, great family. And a shout out to you, Slats. He's a very good mate of mine. Legend, mate. Tough as nails, slaps. Yep. And what else did they say, chaps, about the Roosters? Oh, that, I thought it was one of the, the great, the best takes on the whole for South Roosters game. That basically, I think LA basically just said, look, you know, it was a great deflection by Trent Robinson. To, <laughs> so we don't sit back and watch your team talk about your team getting flogged by your arch rivals when they were down down a man short. Uh, it was. It was a. I mean, they just summed it up well. Those pot shots from Jeremy Monaghan was giving it to him. Yeah, I loved it. I love the one Jeremy said where he said, oh, geez, I think Josh Morris is getting out at the right time. 
<laughs> yeah, the boys didn't miss, did they? Uh, yeah. and, 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 and both our shows are brought to you by What If? It's Aussie for Travel. And I recommend if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to it. It's the best take on the whole South Rooster sort of fallout or whatever you want to call it. And um, it just and also, a great rivalry a... that's gone on for many, many years and many more years to come. Every year we play them. We always look at the calendar. Plenty of pot We're going to play them. We've got so many mates that are Rooster supporters. It's not only a rivalry on the field, but for the supporters as well. And one thing I noticed from that footage that they shared after the, you know, how they had to go at Latrell and JWH, Warrior Hargraves, is prancing around like he's this clean skin, having a go at a bloke for knocking someone in the head. Like, hello, what about your record? And, and suspended players on the sideline, yeah, stalking the sideline. Calling, what, is, what is that guy? Calling people out. Where's the ground manager? He should be, he should be strung up. Like, that's terrible. That, that was like an A-grade scene, boys, on the sideline. All yeah. their players. It was a debacle. It was that a debacle, was. mate. And, and the Roosters have not put their hand up and apologised in any way. Um, yeah, to be honest, and, it, it and, and was... Latrell, and his take on Latrell. It was Latrell disgraceful. Latrell was so concerned about um, Joey Mano after the game. Yeah. He, didn't you know he wasn't worried about the suspension? He said, Yeah, I'll take the early plea. I'm just worried I've hurt me, mate. I didn't even know I heard him till he came up to me. I had no idea I'd hurt him, you know, yeah. in the moment. It happened all so fast. Nobody's seen it. The video ref didn't see it. The referee didn't see it. Nobody on the field seen it except for poor old Joey on the ground. Mm. So, I mean, for Ken <laughs> Robinson to come out and attack the bunker and the referees, it's pretty poor form. Fitting, yeah, it is. It's poor form. And, uh, Anyway, we'll uh, we'll move on. Um, uh, from there, rate, review, and share, maybe, and comment. Rate, rate, review, share, comment, and like. Happy Father's Day, boys, and everybody. Thanks for joining us on Rabbitohs Radio. We'll see you next week. We'll see you on Tuesday. We'll Tuesday. See you. see you Tuesday. Up the mighty Rabbitohs. Up the Rabbitohs. Oh, how good is it? Thanks for listening to Rabbitohs Radio Podcast, proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off selected hotels. Conditions apply. What If, it's Aussie for travel.